Hello, welcome to a Port Misery surprise mini podcast. Um, it's Tara. I did not think I was gonna make a third podcast today. I was really done. Um, and then chaos, chaos happened. Um, if you've listened to the other two podcasts I've done today, um, you know, I don't take anything that I said back. I, I don't take it back. I meant what I said, but, and, and I intend to finish the misery of Sonny Corinthos because I worked really hard on it and I've done a lot of research. So like, it's ridiculous to just throw it all, all away over this instant incident, but I'm going to get into it really quickly. Um, so on Twitter, on Twitter, um, a tweet was put out there and it was a very valid tweet that, you know, and it wasn't directed towards the actor at all. Um, he wasn't tagged in it. It was tagged on the GH hashtag, but I would like to make it very clear. Um, we do not, GH does not own, like, General Hospital nor the actors, they do not own the GH hashtag. Like, that belongs to the fans. Like, we make it a thing. That's why it's a thing. It's not something that's sacred. I don't even think that there's a problem with tweeting at General Hospital. As long as the actors are not tagged. Sometimes sometimes the General Hospital um, Twitter account will tag the actors that they happen to be discussing. I do think you should untag those actors and maybe, you know, be conscious that because they are tagged in the tweet, they will inevitably see the mentions under that tweet. But even then, you know, even then, like, get some thicker skin. So, but, like, this is not any of those things. This was not on at GH's Twitter. This was not at Maurice Bernard, because we might as well just get into it. We all know who it was. It, it wasn't at him. Um, it, the, I'm not gonna, the, the person, I mean, I liked the tweet. They currently have, like, they're hitting about 400 likes. I think that they're gonna be up there with one of those tweets that, like, everyone on GH Twitter can just agree, regardless. Like, I, I mean, I'll put it out there. I'm a Corintho stan. I like the mob element of this show, and I understand its problems. I understand that, to a certain extent, it, it takes over too much of this show, and a lot of the characters that we like have to now make concessions for this mob family. I mean, I was watching, because, like, I, I'm doing, I'm writing up part two of The Misery of Sonny Corinthos, and so I, I went back just to sort of, like, make sure some of the names and situations are correct that I'm describing, but, I mean, like, I, I ended up watching a scene where Sonny just showed up to Luke and Laura's house. And Laura was like, can you not show up to this house? I don't want you here. Like, she was really like, get out of my house. And it had no, Laura Spencer, Laura Spencer, unlike Mayor, Mayor Laura Collins, has absolutely no, had absolutely no time for Sonny Corinthos, had no time for that man. Okay, so like a lot of characters have had to be completely rewritten we have to like oh we've had such a long bad we've oh we've gone through good times and bad times sunny no it is you literally was people hated this man that's what happened and now people have just forgotten their hate of this man i swear the only the only people 
the only characters on this show, the only citizens of Port Charles who have forgotten that they absolutely hate this man are like Monica Quartermain and Robert Scorpio. Like they're literally maybe Mac. You know, he he seems to pop off every time he seems sunny. But everybody else, like now Jordan Ashford's in his freaking pocket. Like it's too much. But the tweet um by at Thebid Talk. Um I hope I'm saying that correctly. It's T-H-I-B Talk. Um said if Frank told Maurice he was the star of the show, therein lies the problem. And and she put in this she put this in parentheses. And I'm a Maurice fan. Soap operas should have legacy characters with families built around them. That's an ensemble. There should be no star. And if you had to pick the star of, and this is where the hashtag, hashtag GH, it's Jeannie. And 100%, 100%, that woman has been on this show on and off. Maybe not, you know, a full 28 years with only like one or two, you know, months long hiatuses. But like she's been on this show since the 1970s. So has characters like Scott Baldwin, Monica Quartermain, Bobby Spencer. These are people who are still in this town. They are still in this town. Are they, you know, on contract? No, they're reoccurring. But they have been in this town forever. Ned's character has been on this show since the 80s. Anna, Robert, you know, these characters, if anyone is the star of the show, it's those characters. And would I put Maurice Bernard with them? Because, like, yes, we're not going to deny that he's been on the show for 28 years. He's dedicated a lot, a huge portion of his life to it. But... Like this woman said, that's an ensemble. You are one amongst others. You, you know, and like, this is just what your fans say, you know, like you are a legend among other legends. And like, some people aren't going to count you as a legend, and that's perfectly fine. But Maurice, he he responded with like a Sasha Baron Cohen, like, gif about, like, where it says boring, and, like, the problem lies there, like, here's the problem, either you're saying that a fan, your fan, their opinion is boring, which, why are you doing that, why are you doing that, it's not necessary, it's not necessary, or you're saying that the Jeannie Francis is boring, which is completely out of pocket, and not true, I mean, it's not true, G.H., just one best soap. GH one best soap. And though I've seen some people who have been like, mm, should they win best soap? Obviously, my podcast is called Port Misery, and I think everyone on the show is freaking miserable. But some of the storylines have been really good. And I don't watch the other soaps, so I can't comment. I don't want to say, like, yeah, 100% GH is the best soap. But I've seen people who do watch the other three soaps, and they said it was the best soap. And so I'm going to take their word for it, that it deserved it. And if it didn't deserve it, because I did slide on to Young and the Restless Twitter, Twitter, and, you know, just to see how they felt about Young and the Restless winning Best Writing, and they had thought, they had thoughts. They're concerned because they were hoping that they would just lose hard and then the EP would get fired. But now that they won Best Writing, like, they almost feel pigeonholed, like, crap, now we're stuck with, you know, everyone lives in a hotel and nothing's happening. 
And so is everyone miserable? Yeah, but maybe that's the vibe we're going for in Port Charles. It's like a dark soap and like there's mobsters and there's criminals and there's spies and, you know, people tried to freeze the earth with like a weather machine. And, you know, it's crazy in Port Charles. We understand that. But I have made, I think, two or three podcasts at this point talking about how fans on Twitter need to like calm it down and not pop off and like a hundred percent with actors you cannot be just like searching your own name or like on the gh hashtag randomly getting offended by what people say and if you are offended you just gotta like keep that to yourself tell your family members text it to somebody you know and don't do that thing that like what's her face melissa reeves did where she had her like pregnant daughter try to like defend her and then use the fact that she's pregnant as an excuse to not have someone pop off on her like don't do that but you know you have to have thick skin i mean it was an off-the-cuff thing to say. I, I don't think that, you know, he was reading from a script when he gave his speech. And, like, you know, he said it. And I knew it was going to be an issue. I knew that people were going to be like, how dare he? I mean, when you go, because I've been doing a lot of research for for the misery of Sonny Corinthos. So when you go to the winky of Sonny Corinthos or, like, his Wikipedia page or anything... Or even ABC.com that, like, describes, you know, some of the characters. They portray him as the protagonist of this show. As the protagonist of this show. Couple problems there. Couple problems there. Um, I'm going to use Grey's Anatomy as an example because I watch Grey's Anatomy. I've watched it since 2005 when it premiered. And even though this is a GH podcast, I do plan on having a little side thing with my friend where we go over the misery of Seattle Grace Mercy West Grace Low Memorial because there if there's one hospital on television that's more friggin miserable than General Hospital it's that one but Grey's Anatomy is a perfect example of an ensemble cast that has a star it's an ensemble cast right but that show will not survive Ella Pompeo not being on it I mean she's honestly down to nine minutes an episode I like timed how long Ellen was on the season finale of Grey's Anatomy and it was literally nine minutes she's making a million dollars an episode to show up for nine minutes and be like mm, and like give a voiceover she's the star of that show and the second she doesn't want to do it anymore it's done which is why they've been progressively they think they're being slick like oh joe's just gonna become an OBGYN. i wonder why because it's a specialty outside of surgery so she can continue on a show like station 19 and still be there i have a feeling that we will see miranda bailey somehow still be on station 19 and you know gray slow memorial will live on and all of those characters might have cameos and we'll never see ellen pompeo she'll probably end up moving to a completely different hospital or something it's not going to be the ending we want but the whole point that i'm trying to make this is not this is weirdly becoming about gray's anatomy the point that I'm making is that she is the star of that show. Nobody questions it. She's the highest paid actor on television. Everybody understands this. I don't know how much they make at GH. But Maurice Pernard is probably up there. Him and Steve Burton and Laura Wright, I'm sure they're making 
oodles of money compared to other actors. I don't think they're paying Willow anything, which is why they give her anything. But, like, it doesn't make you the star. It doesn't make you the protagonist. And there's one specific thing that happens on soaps that doesn't happen on any other genre of television. I mean, sometimes they tried it in the 80s with sitcoms, but a soap can recast anyone. There are, I, I, you know, I want to count Maurice Bernard as one of those unrecastable characters, but I know that, you know, people think that he could be recast or just like, you know, send him on a boat and send him away. But, you know, I don't think that you could recast Sonny. I don't think I would accept another Sonny, but, you know, some people think that he could be recast. That's one thing. You can recast any character on a soap. Therefore, no one actor is the star. Even if we're saying Sonny Corinthos is the star, you know, Maurice Bernard wouldn't be the star because, you know, he could be gone in a second. Secondly, you can kill off or get rid of any character and that show will continue. I know that Frank Valentini is horrified and terrified that if he doesn't give, you know, Laura Wright and, and Maurice Bernard super oodles amounts of screen time, Steve Burton oodles amounts of screen time, that he will lose them and that he will lose like two thirds of his audience will just dissipate instantly. I don't think that that's true. I don't think that that's true. I I don't think that the ratings dip is that deep between when these actors go on vacation. Um, I don't think that the story, the the, the storyline didn't suffer when Sonny was missing for a year and a half, and it's not been suffering because he's in currently a bartender in Nixon Falls. I think that putting him in Nixon Falls, having him in this almost, I mean, it's like he's on a different show. He might as well be on a different show. And so now that he's off in the one town, I think Cheyenne on Twitter said it. She has like a thousand likes on it because it's so true. But like, he's in the one friggin' town that has no television, no internet, no radio, and has never heard of Sonny Corinthos. Just never heard of Sonny Corinthos. He's literally the Al Capone of this universe. And this town doesn't know who he is. They're just like, he's Mike. He's just a nice drifter that we met in the woods in a $10,000 suit. In a $10,000 suit. Didn't you look up the suit? I would have looked up the maker of that suit. Because we all know that that's a $10,000 suit. That's an expensive suit. But, you know, we just like, you know, put that suit in a drawer it gave him some flannels and a hoodie, and now he's a bartender. And because he's a bartender, the story had to go on without him. Meaning that if Maurice wanted to literally just retire, wanted to retire, and we actually killed Sonny off, we could still have this storyline where Carly is now forced to take over the mob, and Jason doesn't want her to do it, and now they might have to get married. Now they might have to get married. I haven't watched. I haven't caught up yet. I, I was going to save that for tomorrow. And now I 100% will because I just don't want to watch it. But um, we could still have the storyline. Have the Corinthos kids more involved in the mob. I know some of you don't want that. But one of the best things for me, and obviously it's my preference. I like trash characters. But one of the best things for me on Days of Our Lives is watching the... Uh, watching Stefano's kids fight over Demira. 
Like that's the, I love that they're all a thousand percent down to like become an evil villain, an evil villain anytime they need to. Like EJ's back and he's just like, what? Like, what do you mean Jake is CEO of Demira Enterprises? That's insane. Like where the hell is Chad? And he's like pulling Chad in the corner. He's like, listen, you little bitch, like we're going to go get Demira back. I'm out of this coma. I'm, I'm done. So like, why is this mechanic running our father's company? What have you done? And so like, we can have that, but instead you have like Dante off being a cop, being a robot cop, being controlled by a pen. You have Michael in this ridiculous storyline where he comes off looking like a complete ass. Like he's not likable at all in it. Christina's somewhere being a bum. We don't even see her. She's not even on the show. Recast her. Like, I love Lexi Ainsworth just like everyone else. Recast that character. Because what the hell? You know, we have no drama. So, nothing, nothing would stop General Hospital from just chugging along if Sonny really, if they pulled Sonny's body out of that river instead of Julian. And he was the one being a bartender. I said it. I'm not taking it back. So I just want it to be very, very known my thoughts about this because I'm going to be continuing my The Misery of Sonny Corinthos. I, I worked really hard on it. So I'm not going to... It's not about the actor. It's about the character. If you don't want to hear about the actor whatsoever, I would skip probably the first part. Like, there's a little chunk of the first part where I actually get into, like, who portrays him. Um, I still really, like, you know, stand this character. I'm not gonna lie. And I wish that Maurice Bernard was better on social media. I think that when he's doing his own show, when he's doing State of Mind and he has all these actors and he's talking about really deep, important things, he's great. But I, I, I just, he's so... He's too personable with his fans. Like, we don't know you like this. And Twitter is such a, a, a neutral platform where you can take... Like I said, I think that he was saying that the fa the person's opinion is boring and he's just not trying to hear it. He's trying to enjoy his third Emmy. But, like, then enjoy your third Emmy. Don't say anything. Just move on. And so, yes, I will be continuing The Misery of Sunny Corinthos. I really, really hope you guys listen to it. Um, but even if you don't, you know, I understand why. Like I said, this is going to be about the character. It's going to be about his storyline. And it's going to be answering those questions that I laid out in the first in the first episode. And I want to apply that to other characters so I'm kind of using him as a test like I think that they're really important characters or questions excuse me really important questions for you know legacy characters that have been on the show for a long time and we're looking at them you know like I said Elizabeth Anna Alexis like how did they become so miserable like were they always miserable I think you know maybe Alexis like that's a good character that's a good example of a character that's always been miserable 
you know, and like Elizabeth, like not so much. Like she's not always, she hasn't always been miserable. Like when did that happen? And then most importantly, do they deserve their misery? Because I think that it's up in the air. You know, some people 100%, some people yes more than no, some people no, why are we doing this to them? And like I want to get into it and I think that Sunny is such a good example because there are people who will defend this character to the death, to the death the death to the death and there are people who are like there's nothing he could do there is nothing he could do that would change my opinion of him and that's why i chose him but like i said this is this whole little controversy and the fact that it happened the first day that i dropped part one it's just really upsetting and so i wanted to put my thoughts out there Thank you for listening. It ended up being way longer than I thought. I think it's longer than both of the other podcasts because it's just such an, it's an irritating situation. And I know a lot of you guys are irritated and I want you to know my thoughts before you like listen to me ramble on for almost 20 minutes about someone you're kind of upset about. So those are my thoughts. Thank you for listening. Um, Once again, you can follow me at at la state underscore of mind on twitter as my personal one or at port underscore misery on twitter that's the podcast twitter page thank you so much have a great day